How do you feel about hump day? Hump day. Uh, I like it because ri- I only work till Thursday. It really is my downhill to So the hump day is your Thursday? Yep. Thursday's the new Friday. Yeah, it always has been. And Friday's the new Saturday. Since I was a student, Thursday was the new Friday. And then Wednesday became the new Saturday. Wednesday. Anyway. Anyway, I like hump day. Yeah. Hugh's looking really Hugh, do you know amused. what hump day is? <laughs> Uh, no. Is it to it's do with camels? It's, 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 it's not rude either. No. no. How do you Wait. know a camel's got... How do you know a camel is pregnant? I don't know. How, how do you know a camel it's is pregnant? three humps. Ooh. I don't know if that's true. Is that okay. jo- was that a joke? Was that I, th- a I, think, a I statement? think it was meant to be. Yeah. TC's fact of the week. Um, Hugh, that's still my slot. I'm not so telling you how to edit your podcast, Tom, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, Hugh, I think you'll find Hump Day is a brilliant Americanization of Wednesday, the middle of the week, Hump Day. So you get over the hump in the middle, and then you're uh, on the downhill yeah. slide to the weekend. Yeah. How do you feel about Past Americanisms? I don't like. Um, I'm not keen on Americanisms. Um, can I get? Can I get? No. No, you can't get, technically, because get means to fetch. So when you say, can I get a coffee, you're actually asking if you can go behind the counter to f- serve yourself. Um, right. Why have you set him off? I don't know. Sorry, longest also, intro have you ever. Noticed, um, have you noticed that people in this country now go on vacations? That's a thing. That used to be a thing. It's a holiday. It used to be called annual leave. Or what if they call it a vacay? How does that make you feel? <laughs> um, <laughs> would you prefer, can <laughs> I ask words. honest, <laughs> serious question? Would you prefer people to say vacation or holly bobs? <laughs> I say holly bobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presuming neither is an option because uh, no, you've got to choose. You've got to choose. It's, tr- it's um, I was going to say truth or dare. That's that's the wrong. That's wrong. That's this, uh, isn't, this isn't late night real reading podcast. <laughs> real reading co- podcast. Podcast. What? Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, like a park up. Mr. Cod for tea. Um, the, uh, holly, I push holly bobs because at least that's a variation of the word holiday where you know vacation is very American. I'm surprised he's gone with that. But anyway, shall we get on with the show? Let's do it. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant, yes. Did you see the one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him in the Yes, that was brilliant. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. What? <laughs> I mistimed the hello. It's well, really it's been a whole seven days since know, you've done yeah. this, so you're allowed to forget. I came in on two. Oh. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Hugh Ford. Rachel and I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 89 of the award-nominated Real Reading Podcast. Like us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search out Real Reading Podcast Group to join us on Facebook. We'd love to have you. Yeah, come join the gang. Um, in a rare fit of being organised, we had a, we had a team meeting yesterday, didn't we, guys? We did. Have well, a didn't we, guys? Guys. We did. Said guys. Guys. I noticed you used the word team this time, where I'm sure it was crisis before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
crisis meeting. Crises. No, uh, we had a bit of a team meeting. We decided we are going to try and um, be a bit more themed. Um, we decided we're going to try and put things out there beforehand to get some feedback because we don't get enough feedback aside from the audio kind. We'd like a bit of interaction. Yeah, we'd like we'd like to build a bit more of that. So, dear listeners, we're going to try and put a little bit of an agenda out. Um, having said all of that, today's agenda went out about twenty minutes before we started recording. So we do appreciate that. That means there's probably not enough time. So we're going to be aiming to get next week. Next week, the agenda is going to go out. Always next week. <laughs> Um, the agenda that's the beauty of having a weekly podcast is Indeed. next week um, so the, the agenda is going to go out the day before we record ideally and we'll hopefully have some feedback to talk about get some people's responses and just see what's going on so it's not always us which I think is, is going to be quite interesting I hope so we shall see as we come up to our 100th episode we just think it's time to shake things up a little bit give and it a refresh and it was either that or get rid of Hugh so and th- that Send was my proposal. My proposal to get rid of Hugh was unanimously rejected. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still here. So uh, this week, our special guest is Dan Hollister. He of, I think it was episode two or three, Dan Hollister is with his wife, Suze. They run Richfield's Deli and Grill, uh, where I will be going to try some delicious pancakes. Uh, mostly so you don't have to, because I'm selfless like that. And I'll, I'll do this so that you guys... Just you know, you can get on with you. You're busy. I'll I'll take this one. So what you're saying is that because you've had pancakes at this local business, which needs people to go in there to eat to survive, they don't have to go to support the local business. Is that, is oh, that what no, that doesn't, that, sound, no, that doesn't sound right. No, curious angle yeah. you're taking here. <laughs> I meant you two. Oh, I mean you two. So they do a good baguette in there for yeah, what I they do. The they do. office used to be quite nearby, didn't it? Yes, it did. And we used to wander down occasionally. And on the odd occasion, I go to the gym. It was the mm. only place to yes. go, wasn't it, from that old office? Yes. Oh, yes. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do the ready-made. They don't do the sandwiches to order anymore. It's more of a. Uh, it, it's a bit more uh, of a sort of. Uh, they've got more sort of regular menu items and cooked yeah. food. But yeah, it used to be great. There was that. there, which yeah. did sort of lunch stuff, or the Gorge Cafe, which perhaps having a fry up for lunch was not not the idea. Although not or the cafe. No, you could yeah. have like scrambled eggs on toast though, or something. Didn't have to be a big old true. fry up. True, true. Or the carvery again. Roast roast lunch on a Tuesday Nothing might make you a bit sleepy that, in the friend. afternoon. But yeah, but they did the carvery baguettes. So you didn't did have they? to have a no, full-on roast. Yeah, you could yeah, just go and yeah, have a true. turkey baguette. Fill it with turkey. Yep. So, um, yes, just wanted to tell you about that. So we're we going down to Richfield's Deli and Grill later. Moving on, what else have we got? We have got our usual features. Uh, Rachel's Fact of the Week. Rach, what is your Fact of the Week about this week? Well, as soon as you're going to be chowing down on a million pancakes, I've gone with the th- food theme. Oh, so see, th- we're themed. We're theming. We're attempting I'm to theme attempting it. I'm attempting a theme. Um, so I'm talking about foods that are unique yep. to... Reading. And this was a piece by Hugh a little while uh, ago, wasn't it? I did uh, You've done some use your own one of Hugh's articles as one of okay. my key research points. Your, te- your usual techniques. Also a bit of uh, your Wikipedia. And lovely, lovely. Yeah. Uh, and we, are, we have a thought explains it all where Hugh has made no effort to theme it whatsoever. What have we got, Hugh? It's about housing plan in, in Caversham at Reading Golf Club. Amazing. In the Caversham area, it's actually emigrant. What do you mean it's not about traffic? That's, that's not how you say traffic. It has a, quite a strong traffic <laughs> theme. <laughs> there we go. You've just got to unpick it, dear listener. You've just got to unpick it yeah. slightly, and there it is. There it is. Okay, so in the meantime, as I say, uh, while you are waiting for us to get on with the show, please go follow us on Twitter. Please give us a little like or whatever it is on Facebook. That would be great. Uh, in the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. 
get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Rach, I believe you have spotted Jeremy. There was a sighting. A, a Jeremy sighting, yeah. yes. Um, Costa, Caversham, sitting there in the window, tapping away on his old tappity oh, tap, as we call the laptop. And uh, I believe we, we locked eyes in podcast oh, recognition. He's got quite a steely gaze. <laughs> he fixed me with the steely eyes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we maybe we, we should get some mugs with Jeremy's face on and just say, this is how you can get in touch with the show, with all our details. What do you think? Jeremugs. I, yeah, I wouldn't oh, mind. I'd like a Jeremug. I'm currently using one that says uh, Ruth on it, so yes. <laughs> if I had a yes. new one, I wouldn't okay. complain I, about that. I'd quite like a Jeremug. A Jeremug. A Jeremug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, here we go. It is time for Rach's Fact of the Week. Cue the jingle. Reading Fact of the Week. There is our Reading Fact of the Week jingle. How do you feel about your Reading Fact of the Week jingle, Rach? Melodic. Yes, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. With some softly spoken words by Mr. Jeremy. Okay, so are we ready to go, Rach? Your countdown starts now. Oh, I nearly launched into the countdown theme tune then. Glad you didn't. Uh, right, so I was going to talk about some foodstuffs that are uh, unique to Reading and for which we are a little bit famous. Um, so probably the most famous, is, which we have talked about before, but the Huntley and Palmer's Biscuits. I do go on about that a bit, don't I? Yeah, we have we have spoken about it yeah. a bit. So that's why I'm only doing little snippets okay, about yeah. each of them. I'm not going over old ground. Have um, you had have you had an actual Huntley and Palmer's biscuit? Because I, I'm no. not. I couldn't tell you if I have or not. I don't know. But what biscuits did they make? Do you know? No. Okay. Not off on. the top of my head. Um, I believe that's where the the, the cheese log uh, thing comes from. That they made uh, okay. a, a biscuit called a cheese log that looked like a woodlouse. Oh right. Whether that's true or just urban myth, and I've or the, I've Rach, made it up. Can I just remind you, this isn't urban myth of the week. This no, is uh, it's facts just of the week. Bona fide facts, <laughs> but no, I'm just going to branch out. Um, yeah, so it is heyday. Huntley and Palmer's was one of the largest global brands, and it supplied biscuits for Captain Scott's Terra Nova expedition. Ah, uh, we have talked about Mr. Scott before. He he was a big. Uh, no, it wasn't Scott. It was the other one. That I'm thinking of Shackleton. Uh, Shackleton. He was our he was our representative. He had the um, the clothing, the reading uh, the reading print, and the biscuits. And he was a um, he was brand reading. Right. We, we talked about that in a previous episode. Um, so my second one, which I have also talked about previously, but I enjoy it, so I'm coming back. Cox sauce. You just love saying cock no, sauce. Sauce. I like saying sauce. <laughs> So this was a, a Victorian delicacy. Uh, it was very similar to Worcester sauce. Yes. Um, and it was made, some of the ingredients include shallots, pickled walnuts, anchovies, and cayenne pepper. And it featured in Jules Verne's book, Around the World in 80 Days, because um, Phileas Fogg put it on his breakfast. I'm a bit ah. sad that I never got to taste it, because yeah. I, I would put Worcester sauce on a lot of my meals so I think it would I only good. ever put Worcestershire sauce on cheese on toast that's you <laughs> don't put it in bolognese 
No. I don't know why I said that with really weird... What's the word? I mean, bolognese. It's quite fierce. Bolognese. <laughs> bolognese. <laughs> My dad I calls it a teddy bear, which <laughs> always, like, <laughs> it's just I not quite right. I have put it in bolognese, but um, I... I like to put Tabasco in bolognese. There's probably Ita- Italians around the our Italian listeners are probably probably getting furious now. Rach, I can't let this go. Why does your dad call it a teddy bear? I don't know. It's just what? Are the, what's the word? Affliction? No. Aff- inflection. Inflection. So it's not Thank a teddy you. bear. He was questions whether it's a teddy bear. Is it a teddy bear? I don't know. I don't know why. He calls bolognese a teddy bear. What does he call a teddy bear? No, because I said bolognese and said it weird as opposed to bolognese. Oh. So I said it's right. Like, okay. But my dad says, God, why did I need to explain that? I d- well, yeah. no, you didn't. You just, you, I'm not going to be the only one that was confused was by me. that. I was with you. Yes. Hugh's okay. With me. I've now got an image of the the uh, Soden family <laughs> as children with with daddy serving up dinner, and here's your spaghetti teddy bear. <laughs> It's not what we call it. No. What's next, Rach? Cheese. Oh, I now you've got me. I love a bit of cheese. So, there is the Barkham Blue. Yep, from Barkham in from Wokingham. Barkham near Wokingham, which is Borough. quite a famous one. It's made by uh, Two Hoots, and uh, it's a very, very nice cheese. One of, one of Dad's favourites. The what Soda Pops this? gets two mentions, yeah. this, this <laughs> podcast. Um, and it's one... <laughs> <laughs> the soda box. Have you never heard that before? <laughs> no. no. Uh, it's won some some awards. Best blue cheese in Britain, don't you know? I did. But there's another one which I have not tried called the Wigmore cheese, which is produced in. I was. Is it Risley or Risley? Risley. Risley, I believe, yeah. which is down near Wellington Country Park. Isn't it's it? sort of on the edge of Reading. Yeah. It's yeah. It's about as, about as far as you can get. Sort of calling it Reading. Then you just get into, you know... Into Basingstoke into territory. Basingstoke, yeah. mm. um, so it's a unique white-rinded, semi-soft, used milk cheese made by the Village Made Cheese. Um, and they started in 1986, and they've grown to be one of the uh, country's most highly regarded cheese makers, apparently. So I need to where I can get hold of these local cheeses, whether I have to go to kind of food... You know, I reckon Pangborn Cheese Shop definitely. Is there one in the Harris Arcade? Yeah, Grumpy I, Goat. I, I you that may was beer. be. To, no, cheese and beer. Cheese and, cheese and beer. beer. Hmm. Cracking combination. Gromit. Yeah, so I might have to have a little little trip in there. So, oh my God, he's going to come up again. No. I've put this one in because my dad, <laughs> the soda pops, he loves a suet pudding. So, the Berkshire bacon pudding, which is bacon and onions wrapped up in suet pastry and what, then steamed. Rach, mm. what is suet? Because I'm nervous. Oh, I'm, I don't know if I should tell you because you, do you like it? I don't know if I've ever had it and I don't know what it is. It, oh, I hope no one's eating their lunch. Okay, go on. It is. I've just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know what it is either? You're into your food. I I, I kind of do know what it is. Yeah. I knew it was it's like fat. The fat, like it's the, you know, like when you make pastry for a pie, you'd use butter. Yeah. So it's like a, another fat alternative instead of butter when what? you're making the pastry. So it's basically 
It's the raw, hard fat of beef or mutton found around the loins and kidneys. Oh, oh, those are my... Hungry? Uh, (laughs) Not so much. No, not so much. No. Which did make... I can't think, remember if I talked about this a a few weeks ago, so stop me if I did. But I was listening to a podcast with Greg Davies in it when he was talking about a suet. The best storyteller of all. Of uh, basically (laughs) ever. Apart from maybe Rick Mail or Jack and Ori. Greg Davis used to be a teacher at Sandhurst School did he? in Bracknell. Yes, he oh, did. Right. Yes, he oh, I knew he was a teacher, but I didn't know locally. Yeah, expanded the boundaries a bit, but it's in the Berkshire patch very much. So maybe if he lived there at the time, maybe this story is relevant to Berkshire. Go on then. Thanks for the link, Hugh. All right, any time. Um, so he, he was on a podcast I was listening to uh, where James A. Caster and Ed Gamble ask a celebrity for their dream three-course meal. Yep. They can have anything they want. Greg Davies chose a pudding that his mum used to make. His mum of Berkshire. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe of Bracknell, perhaps. Maybe. So she used to just get um, a pudding basin, line it with suet pastry, put a whole lemon in the bottom of it and then fill the rest of the basin space up <laughs> with sugar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then like you tie cloth or whatever over the top and then you boil it for a long time and then you turn the pudding out and it's basically molten sugar with a lemon in the middle. <laughs> and he said it's just the most delicious thing that you could ever imagine. And uh, you could sort of feel your arteries hardening <laughs> <laughs> as you take a bite. It's got fruit in it. Yeah, it's got a lemon in there. <laughs> Takes the edge off. <laughs> but I'd imagine you'd have to have something like ice cream to, yeah. or custard to kind of take it down again. That that linking back to the theme, oh, it's not on. that dissimilar to a pancake, is it? What, with the no, lemon and sugar? sugar and the, yeah. the suet sort of They're the best pastry. ones. Keep it simple. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, um, so those are some of the sort of local delicacies of Reading and the surrounding areas. Do you have a favourite regional foodstuff from oh. anywhere in the country? That I mean, the, the pasty... It's got I mean, to be, obviously, it's is, got to be up is, there. yeah, it's right up there. They have these things in Lancashire called butter pies, which a, a colleague of, oh my of God, my mine, would love that. whenever I'm up there, bangs on about. And I've never, I've not actually had one, hmm. but and they, but also, is they, it just a pie with butter in? I think so. I think it's like butter Ooh. and potato. Okay, but yeah, and they also have these things. Um, and no, again, that's something I'm not tasting, but they have like pie, but is it pie balm, which is. Like a pie in a bun. So, like they have Is a, it a pie. Balm? Yeah, like a, ba- a pie balm. Yeah, because they, in and they Manchester, have, they call a big bap yeah. is a balm. Yeah. So, they, you have a pie with a roll on top and a roll on the bottom, and you eat it like a God. like a burger. With a side of chips just to oh. take the carb count. Up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hugh? Hugh? <laughs> Uh, a Cornish pasty would be oh, easy. The, yeah. ob- the obvious one uh, to me, um, and also the either Cornish or Devon scones oh, and clotted cream, 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 cream with jam. Okay. I'm not prepared to enter with the debate <laughs> as to whether you put the uh, clotted cream or the jam on first. Well, it's not a debate, is it? Because the 
the cream is the butter substitute. So mm. that goes on first. Well, well, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to stick your neck out into that particular <laughs> debate, be my guest. I'm firmly sitting on the fence. All three components are fine. If I go on holiday somewhere, sorry, hollybobs somewhere, vacation. When we're away on vacay, uh, if there is a food stuff local to that area, I make a point of. Oh, that's good. Having it that's so. Good. With chips, I hope. Well, I was going to say Bakewell tart, so <laughs> they oh, right. generally don't have a side of chips. <laughs> and when Stilton, Melton Mowbray for a pork pie. So is this, you make an effort to have it, especially if it's cheese-based? If it's cheese-based, that is an added bonus. Okay, yep. fair enough. Right, thank you, Rach. Were, were you, are you done? I am done and dusted. Great, because you've run over by about a minute. <gasps> Oh, Sorry. Shocking. shocking. That doesn't mean I've got a minute less. Does it does, it? I'm afraid, oh yes. So, uh, that is the end of part one. Um, we will be back in part two after this message. This is Fort Explains It All. Hi guys, we're back. That was a lovely message by them. Yep. Great. Always like good to them. hear from them. Yep, love them. Uh, Fort explains it all. Hugh, we are talking about Reading Golf Club development. Where is Reading Golf Club? It's not in Reading, is it's it? It's in Emigreen. Which well, is well, this is where we'll get to actually, because one of the major aspects of this demo, this project is that it's a golf course, so it's quite quite large area of land part of it is in Reading the okay. borough of yep. Reading and the much bigger part of it is in South Oxfordshire oh them those guys yeah right and the bit in Reading has a plan for it whereas the bit in Oxfordshire does not let Which me guess the guys from South Oxfordshire are not happy about it Everyone's not happy oh, about okay. it. <laughs> so the developer is proposing 250 homes. So if the golf club sold off the gol- all of the golf All of the golf, club, golf course, yes. It's not just a portion of their land. No. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And they have moved to another golf course. They've merged with another golf course, which is Cavisham. I think it's Cavisham Heap Golf Course. So... They will sell off the land for housing and it will allow the two golf clubs, which have now merged into one golf club, to continue into the future. Um, so it's 250 homes on the bit in Reading. And what people are saying is that's quite a lot. Quite a lot of houses. I don't know if you've been to Reading Golf Clubs, quite a nope. narrow, small road access. It's a lane, isn't it? Pretty it much. Turns into Kidmore a lane as you head yeah. towards Kidmore End. Yeah. yeah. And there's 250 houses there. And it's it's different to the other developments we've talked about in Reading because the other developments, in big developments in Reading, are in the town centre, and there are quite strong uh, rules with regards to car parking, i.e., a, a large number of flats compared to a small amount of cars. This one, due to its location, you can't. There's no planning application, by the way. This was a. I went to an exhibition of where the developers were talking to people about what they they plan to do. So, there's an idea. 
250 homes, but there's no official application. But you would imagine as to where its location is, there would there would have to be a fair amount of cars because the the public transport around there's okay. It's all right. So it's all right everywhere in Reading, but for people to get into Reading where they would work presumably most people who would live somewhere like that would work in Reading you would think they'd be driving over Cavisham Bridge so the current plan is 250 homes and a health centre so an additional facility for the people living there and presumably people fairly close by as well um, but various concerns losing green land Tra- traffic being a major concern, traffic into Reading being a major, major concern, but also a very large hunk of land not in Reading where many more houses could be built. And the reason why there's no bigger plan is because South Oxfordshire Council is involved in this ra- a big wrangle with the government over its local development plan which is an overriding plan of where all the houses in South Oxfordshire would be built. And there isn't one, essentially, and there's a big argument going on over over what it should be. Basically, the council changed hands at the last elections from the um, Conservatives to the Liberal Democrats and some independents. And the the new council wanted to scrap the existing plan but the government has told them they can't scrap the existing plan and the council is now arguing with the government saying why are you telling us what we should do and that's about where we are with it now (laughs) (laughs) but you can't you can't imagine that they just leave this big area of land empty particularly as the other part is going to have housing on it am i right in thinking that um as and when they build those houses, the likelihood is that should they build those houses in South Oxfordshire, which we don't know if they're going to at the moment, yeah. they the likelihood is they will probably work in Reading. Yes, this is the and thing. This, the whole the this, whole thing with regards to development, the other side of the Thames, is that the people would work almost certainly work in Reading and. Um, Reading has accused South Oxfordshire. I mean, Reading's this, this happened. This has happened before. Reading is um, in an unfortunate position, bordering on um, three other in the middle of three other boroughs and districts. So Woking and West Berkshire and South Oxfordshire. So historically, very much though big developments in those other boroughs have essentially been in parts of Reading. If you look at Shinfield which is a major part, always a major area of development in Wokingham. A lot of people in Shinfield will work in Reading. Yeah. Right, and same with the sort of things that they're proposing in the parts of Tarhurst and Calcott, sort of big developments there. Again, those people are unlikely to work in Newbury or Hungerford in West Berkshire. They're likely to work in Reading. Likewise, the people who might buy houses on a golf course in South Oxfordshire are very unlikely to work in Oxford. And so Reading despite proposing building 250 houses on the golf club in their local plan, are going to be dead against, say, 500 houses on the other bit of the golf course. And what this also goes back to as well 
is the age-old argument, which we've talked about before, of the third bridge. Yeah. Oh, I was going to mention so the gonna, bridge. <coughs> so they're going to say Reading could potentially use this development as an argument to say if South Oxfordshire, if, if, important word, if South Oxfordshire puts it in its housing plan and if they put 700 homes on that site, say, I'm picking that figure out, out the area, but it's it's about twice as big as the area in Reading. It, I think a bit bigger. So let's say 500 for the sake, double. So you're putting 500 homes right on our border and you've constantly refused to have any any give us any help with the traffic these homes are going these homes these homes all of which are paying council tax to you we get nothing from these but you refuse to build the bridge that we need to to help reading cope with the 500 homes plus the 250 homes that we 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 have possibly given permission to build but you're not going to even consider building this bridge to help us do you see what I mean? It's yeah, like a, yeah. it's almost no, no. like a bargaining tool. You are preaching to the converted. Yeah. You know. Do you know what type of housing it is? What houses? Yeah. yeah. So. Is it houses? Houses flats? with a few flats. So mostly houses. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to ruffle a few bits of paper now. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a house. It's a housing development. Okay. And there will be a few flats around where the health centre is proposed. But people. Well, at least they're planning some sort of local infrastructure to support the people living there, I guess, and not just because as a, a local yeah, but yes. GP surgery user in the Caversham area, they can't take any more patients. No, but what um, the other, what what people at the exhibition were saying, one, traffic, you know, yes, but yes, we will get a health centre so the local doctors perhaps won't be affected, we don't know. Schools? Yeah. Yeah. No plans for a school. There may possibly be, if if um, a plan comes in for the bigger area of the golf club, there may be a school contained in that. But you don't know. High High Down is the nearest school, I believe. That's that's pretty much full. The infant schools around the area are all pretty much full. Full. Well, it'll be between the the one in Sonning Common, the Maiden Early. Um, yeah, Chil- the Chilton Edge. Chilton Edge. Whatever it's called now. Chilton Edge is not full. Um, so they might go there but it's and they might possibly even go to the new school that's proposed near Rivermead in Reading mm. um, but it's all up in the but air and that car- creates more traffic into Getting Reading yeah more traffic more more buses along that road there's no there's no bus only provision around there um, and it also kind of throws open other parts of the area for more development as well um, with developers will be saying well you built you built on the golf course here you know this wasn't a load turned down um, Kiln Road kind of area not so long ago. Yeah, up by Abbey Rugby Club, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Which uh, isn't that far away. No. Geographically from where they're proposing to build. I can't picture like an aerial view of where the golf yeah. club goes up to. And one, one person I spoke to, um, they said, the golf club's struggling. If the golf club was a business, which it sort of operates as, the, under... The way things work, it should just close. Why? Why should there be an expanded golf club when fewer people are playing golf? Why should they sell off their land to build all these houses that no one wants, just so their members can move to another golf club? Why can't their members just join the other golf club and cl- they can close it, close the golf club? It's you know essentially it's a failing business. But then, what happens to the land? 
just sits there. Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing, isn't it? So they were saying, why can't we have like an environment park or something like that, or um, you know, we could keep the land for public open space. And you know what the that answer to that make is? Any money for anyone? Yes, there's no money, so something will happen to it. I um, and we'll have to see how everything adjust but yeah the loss of the sort of trees and green land is another big consideration for everyone there so thank you very much Hugh um, quite an impassioned speech from Hugh there nothing to do with the fact that you live quite near there I live on the opposite side <laughs> I live in between the golf club and Reading um, but yeah you know these developments weren't nothing no, we won't see any houses built people moving in for at least five years, I would say. Okay, thank you, Hugh. Um, right, we move on now to our interview with Dan Hollister from Richfield's Deli and Grill. Hey, Dan. Hello, mate. It's nice to be back. Thank you. Welcome back. I think it's been, uh, well, we started this podcast in March of 2018, Mm -hmm. and it's now February of 2020, so it's been probably two years since we sat down and had a conversation and and just, you know, got to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're now Facebook friends. We are. It's it's lovely. We don't talk to each other very often, but, you know, (laughs) occasionally. Um, I I thought it'd be fun to um, come down and speak to some of the people that we spoke to, like, two years ago, when I know more about... Um, doing podcasts and I know more about you know, kind of and I've spent a bit of time using using the services that you offer so okay. and I thought it'd be fun to come down and talk to you cool um, I also know that it's nearly pancake day it certainly is 25th of February is that right I believe so next uh, Tuesday I and go. coincidentally you have some some pancakes up your sleeve look at that yeah um, we do we do we certainly do tell us where we are first though we are we're in we're in your restaurant yep so you're at Richfield's Deli and Grill on the Caversham Road near the bridge near the bridge it's Caversham Bridge isn't it it's not it is Cambridge Bridge. Yes, yes. We, we, we have a big problem getting those in the right. God knows what happened if they ever built a third one. It'd be so confusing. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're at Cambridge Bridge. Yep. We're, at your, we're at Richfield's Bar and Grill. No, right. Deli and Grill. Deli and Grill. Yes. Uh, and you've got some pancakes coming up. Tell me about pancakes. What okay. have we got? Have we got sweet? We got say, we did a poll earlier, and last time I checked, it was overwhelmingly sweet. Yeah, it's got to be sweet. I, it's got to be sweet. Why are people putting savoury stuff on I don't on know. That? That's not right. It's not on. <laughs> will, will, will you find a savoury pancake? Not on our menu. <sighs> this is no. good to hear. This yeah, is good to hear. you'll find a, a hybrid of a savoury and sweet pancake. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. No? You can't mix sweet <laughs> well, and savoury. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. We've got um, <laughs> we got a something called the Trump Tower on our menu at the okay. moment, um, and it's got scrambled eggs, it's got American bacon, it's got sausage, and loads of maple syrup, and it will change your life for sure. Oh, what, like kill me? Well, uh, perhaps. <laughs> high blood pressure. Ben, high blood pressure. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this is about. Um, so oh, tell me about tell me about some of these pancakes. What have we, what have we got? What, what am I looking for? Okay, cool. So we have our own pancake recipe here. That yes, it's it's quite quite popular in the local area now. Getting getting a name for itself. It's got a uh, a secret recipe, a secret ingredient that I obviously cannot give away. <laughs> um, Is it milk or eggs? Because I don't think that counts. <laughs> no, it's far more secret. Than oh, milk. okay, right. Yes, um, but you will be able to taste it if you come down and try. So yeah, you'll be able to tell. Um, but we do we do. Um, Pancakes with American bacon. We do pancakes with fruit and syrup. Um, we've got some chocolate chip pancakes on the menu and some peanut butter pancakes. 
Um, and we also do a wide range of vegan pancakes for our vegan friends out there. So, Lovely. Yeah. So is this something that you've been doing every year or is it is it is it just something that you... No, no. I think only this year we kind of realised how popular our pancakes really were getting. So we, um, yeah, we thought we'd go all there's, out for pancakes. Throughout the year there's pancakes on the menu. Always. Yeah, always Lovely. pancakes on the menu. So I love a pancake. Yeah. But I only tend to have them on once a year. Really? When I was a kid, my mum used to make us pancakes on a on a... Saturday morning and probably a Sunday morning if we so okay. it's a good way of getting eggs into them yeah okay then, then right. for some reason I've stopped right okay and I don't fair know why enough. fair enough what, what you like pancakes I do love pancakes and you have pancakes all the time mm, maybe like mm. once a week or so well. yeah how, if I want to treat myself how do you get time to, to, to do this uh, well yeah being the chef here I generally eat pancakes on the go <laughs> if I can find a couple of seconds spare but uh, there's always plenty of pancakes flying about our kitchen so it's, it's not too difficult to come across I wanted to um, so we you know we, we I came here on the pretense of, of talking to you about pancakes but I I also wanted to talk to you about kind of the, the business that you've got here okay. um, when when we used to be part of the Reading Evening Post when we used to work around the corner we'd mm. come in here and we'd come in and you had a little shop at the front mm. with de- you yourself and your wife would be working there mm. maybe with, with one other guy or mm-hmm. and, and you'd be just making making baguettes for yeah. people and that was amazing okay cool you used to love doing that coming yeah. in. it was you know it was either it was either coming here and I don't mean this as a negative mm. but it was either coming here or an iffy sausage roll from the garage around the corner cool. well. so or, or, or if you want to go a bit further Church Street baguettes mm-hmm over in Carisham across the bridge, but it's a bit of a walk. So we yeah. we come here. Oh, I did some, and we'd have some. We'd have a we'd have a nice baguette. But but a few years ago, mm. you obviously you you expanded. You, you yeah. blew out into the into the back. What was here? What was in this spot? Uh, this was um, storage for a motorbike shop that we ah, we which built was into. next door. Yeah, which right. is no longer here. Um, so we took it over. We expanded. We, we gutted it out. Refitted it and and yeah now it's it's beautiful it's a great place we don't really sell too many sandwiches now though. I know we've, I we've noticed kind of, there's yeah. a big change I saw when I came in on Monday there's a big change on the on the there's a note on the on the wall yeah yeah that yeah. says you have to order before ten thirty well, well that is only if you want something you know oh, okay, specialist right. but okay. generally we um, we hand make sandwiches every day we put them in a grab yeah. and go fridge so people can just come in and grab them and run when they're busy. But on the whole, now we sell a lot of breakfasts, we sell ah, a lot okay. of rice boxes, yeah. we sell a lot of pancakes, and that's kind of what we're focusing on. How, how does that work with yourselves and, and obviously another institution of running the gorge next door when you're doing breakfast? Yeah. Different types of breakfast? Different types of breakfast, for sure. Yeah, I mean, our big sellers are like our eggs bennies. Mm. Um, we've got the fiery eggs benny, which is like a breadcrumbed poached egg with spicy hollandaise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, pancakes. We do a haveos rancheros, all sorts of... Uh, little bit off the wall breakfasts and that's that's what we're so kind of where, where does this kind of inspiration come because you, you as i mentioned you know you started off with some now now you're a chef and you make mm. food for everybody that's yeah. quite a big change yeah from 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 sort of making sandwiches no cooking really no maybe cooking some chicken in the morning or something I don't, I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, when that i know we, we have sort of discussed this previously but you know that that change that's a massive change what, what did you what made you want to do that well, I love cooking, and yep. always have loved cooking, and felt that we could probably do better than just making sandwiches. No yep. offense to the, the humble sandwich, <laughs> but we can, we could, we are capable of doing far more. And we, um, we love to eat. We love to eat out. We love to explore different foods, um, different flavors. So yeah, just kind of bringing it all together, yeah. and um, the freedom of creating our own menu is is, is beautiful. And people seem to love it. So yeah, it's good. Now, 
I, well, I remember previously when we spoke, um, you were potentially looking at expanding somewhere else as well. Is that something that you're still hoping to do, or is it consolidating? Oh, I'm too tired to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm too tired for that. I think we'll stick with uh, stick with this place for now yeah. and see what what comes in the future. Is it is it sort of is it quite a competitive market for? For, the, for that so what, what would you say was just just park that question for a moment mm-hmm. what is your crowd you know where, when is your crowd coming in here is it is it mornings is it lunch times was it is quite quiet now but with you, you yeah. close at five so it yeah, is yeah, towards yeah. the end of your working day when when's your crowd okay so um during the week we always get a, a decent lunch rush yeah so about you know 1 p.m um and we get a quick breakfast rush at about 10 a.m yeah but the big times of the weekends, like we just um, we just fill a weekend selling breakfast. Wow! So to to the local, to the Fantastic. local people. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weekends are where it's at now. Where it used to be like a lunchtime yeah. kind of place. When it went with the baguettes, it was it was lunchtime. Yeah. So, yeah. so so yeah. So so par- unparking that previous question, the com- the com- that competition that that sort of where does that come from? Where where who are you competing against? Uh-huh, that's a good question. Or, 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 or yeah. more, more to the point, who are you friends with that you also compete against? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, the gorge. We're not competing with the yeah. gorge at all. Like we're, we're completely different ends of the ends of the market, and you know, we have our own customer base. Yeah. Um, we don't compete with the pub next door because we're completely different as well. I think really our closest competitors are the Alto Lounge over there. Oh, okay, well, over over in, uh, yeah. in Cavisham. Yeah. But again, they have their Cavisham crew that like it over there. Yeah. So <laughs> there's plenty of trade to go around, and um, plenty of people to feed. And it's something that's working. For you, mm. yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah. obviously, you know, there, there's a there's, I don't want to bring in the, the political mm. atmosphere to things, but the way the way things are, it's kind of working for you, really, at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the political situation, god. Uh, <laughs> if food prices are hiked up like they are rumored to be, um, next year that might be a bit problematic, but I think all the whole industry will feel that, yeah, and there'll have to be changes. Um, and yeah, we've had to over the years kind of be a bit uh, more clever about what we're doing, yeah. what we're focusing on. I mean, they, our menu used to be huge, and our business used to be huge. Like you said, doing sandwiches and all sorts. Yeah, we've had to take a look at what we're doing and focus on what's what's worth what's worth doing and what's profitable. So, so yeah. in terms of kind of inspiration, then where where does your inspiration? Because I, I do remember from when we spoke previously, we we talked a lot about kind of where your ideas came from and. Mm. And, and what kind of inspired you but, but has that changed at all from a couple of years ago or are you still because you, you create this menu yourself yeah it's the same kind of stuff really I mean we like to go to street food markets yeah um, and check out what's going on there um, we like to eat out in new restaurants um, and we do keep an eye on what's going on in, in Australia for the yeah. breakfast market because they just seem to do it really well <laughs> so yeah yeah we have um, family out there who if they have a great breakfast, they'll send us a picture and send us a oh, menu, and yeah. we'll have a little little ganders <laughs> at that. But yeah, yeah, we just like to keep it fresh. And 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 so so sort of reading wise, where are you where are you going at the moment? Because I'm assuming being a chef, you're kind of out eating, mingling with all your fellow chefs, well, and, and kind of having idea. having brunch and, <laughs> and, and and all sorts of things. What a wonderful dream! Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't get out too much, but I did. Um, I ate at Osaka recently, right? Which is a new Japanese place uh, in the Oracle. Okay. It's where. Um, where is it? It's where. It's quite next. It's near to McDonald's, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? it's where Cafe Rouge used to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that place is great. Like the food was amazing. Um, I believe it's an independent, and they've kitted it out beautifully. Right. The staff are great. So yeah, check out the staff. You're a big it's fan a good, of the Japanese Japanese I food. Japanese food. Yeah, oh, yeah, lovely. I do. Yeah. Hey, where, where else? Where else would you recommend anybody went and had a little? 
mm. we're, 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 up, we're actually out tonight so we're kind of we're kind of looking for, for little places to go so. ah, interesting okay but if you were open late obviously <laughs> I would have dragged everybody down here with me yeah I mean uh, where would I recommend again on the Japanese theme in um, Woodley there is Sen Sushi which is a tiny used to, it reminds me of Richfields right tiny little place makes amazing sushi well worth checking out um <laughs> There's a Lebanese place on the riverside as well, but I can't pronounce the name. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, where else? Breakfast. I mean, obviously, Richfields is great for breakfast. Cafe Yoke is also good for breakfast. That down, down in yeah. early, lower early? Yeah, early, yeah, the other side of town. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're not on our side of town, <laughs> those guys. Um, and the mod next door, they do great food. Yeah, yeah always a good the, meal. Do they the still mod. do the, the Thai food next yeah, door? Yeah, yeah, decent oh, Thai lovely. curry at the mod, definitely. I, I remember if, if we haven't been in for a few years, but it was it was always a, always a good place to go and uh, yeah. go and have a look. So, um, obviously, um, in terms of kind of how, how things are going for the future, as you say, you know, too tired, really. <laughs> but where, where do you see things going from, from here on in? Um, where do I see things going? Um, well, you know... Just a bit more time at home would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just solidifying what we're doing here, really. A nice, solid base. We do a lot of catering. Um, yeah, just kind of solidifying what we're doing so I can take a step back eventually. <laughs> yeah, we've got a kid on the way, me and the wife. So oh, wow. it would okay. be nice to um, to spend some time with them. Yeah, you're going to... Things change. I'm going to need some time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I'm focusing on right now. <laughs> Dan, it's lovely to see you again. Um, no worries. Hopefully we won't leave it too long next time. Yeah, we'll, awesome. Uh, we'll catch up Always soon. welcome. Cheers, Always Dan. Welcome. Thank you. No worries, anytime. was our interview from Richfield's Deli and Grill. I uh, love going around there. It's um, it's a fun place to go. Um, we've already talked about how we used to go there for lunch, so we won't we won't do that again. But it is time. It is time for the random question. The random question. Rach, thanks for running upstairs and getting the random question mug. I know you're trying to get your steps in, so. It was probably best you did it and not me or Hugh, the, the sedentary me or Hugh. You're suggesting that I need the exercise more than... No, you're just really <laughs> making an effort and we are Rude. gently growing into ourselves. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, Hugh, do you want to pick a question? It was, I did it last week. Oh, okay. Rach, do you want to pick a question? Sure, yeah. I could do with the exercise of yes, you could. Over you could. unfolding that piece of paper. And see the calories dropping off. Oh, cheeky one. Oh. You've been given £50 to buy lunch. Where do you go? Brackets, you are allowed to keep the change. <gasps> oh. Some devious mind mm. thought this one up. So, so the do idea you go here somewhere is, really fancy, yeah, and spend all the money, or go somewhere really or cheap and cheerful, but the, keep forty nine pounds for yourself. <laughs> this is oh the t- this is the thing. I I'm thinking Greg sausage roll and keep forty nine <laughs> quid for myself personally. <laughs> See, I was thinking a little bit better than that, <laughs> like go to shed and sit in. Oh, so you sit in. Yeah, have you oh, ever done that? No, I haven't. You know what's milk in the evening? Yes, upstairs. Evenings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go, no, you upstairs, can go upstairs, and upstairs and sit. Have one of their delicious sandwiches, which Rich and I did a few weeks ago, and sat in. Oh, I know, right? I I think as it's uh, as we're recording this on the Wednesday, I think I would go 
to the Wednesday food market, the blue collar food market, and I'd have two options. Go on. Oh, I don't know what they would be. I just, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd do. I'd have one lunch and then I'd have another lunch. You do that most days, don't you? My wife listens to this. Shush. <laughs> no, he only eats the roll that's in the Tupperware, Lynette. He does not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hubert. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? I think I would... If I had a job where I could go and have an hour and a half for lunch, which I don't. Nobody has a job where you can go for an hour and a half. Oh, lunch, no, you? you never said anything about time restrictions. Oh, it, okay. no. you can, you can Regular lunchtime. Yeah. Oh, right. I'd probably go, you know, if I had someone gave me 50 quid go and have lunch, I'd probably go to the London Street Brasserie and have uh, oh, three lovely. courses. Yeah, oh, lovely. Um, I met the chef from there the other week. A nice bloke. It's a good place. It's almost, it's probably the only place you could call poshish. In the town centre, mm. um, it's a sort of cut above mo- everywhere else in the town. If you want that sort of dining experience, but it's not like I've heard the Lido is or the Lido, however you say it, is very nice. I'm going there next week, so I shall tell you. Mm. I like the yeah, the brasserie is nice, particularly in the summer. It's nice. Mm. Um, but uh, also I might possibly just go for a Sam's wrap as well <laughs> and then go and buy myself um, probably some crisps something costing £45 <laughs> or so maybe I don't know some not clothes because there's really town centre there obviously there's some wrestling DVDs <laughs> maybe some wrestling DVDs we, and maybe some we, PS4 I games. think I know no I know exactly what would happen we went in to I took you I was looking for uh, Nintendo 64 games yesterday for reasons oh, yeah, uh, and we there. went into the CEX shop because I refused to say it by the name that they call it because it's childish uh, we went into the CEX shop and uh, I reckon Hugh would go in there and go through all the old DVDs looking for wrestling DVDs. I think you'd struggle to spend 45 quid. I do like a wrestling DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually just got rid of all my wrestling DVDs. Oh, well you can't oh. buy them again. Um, no, because I'm not. Gonna, there's a network, so you don't need to have DVDs anymore because you can just search it all on the network. Um, you gave them to the charity shop I did give them to the charity shop and the bloke came in and he said oh my brother loves wrestling and he took the he took the whole lot took the whole lot (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah fantastic Um, stuff yeah so 45 quid to spend in Reading Town Centre that could be another question couldn't it you got 45 quid to spend in Reading Town Centre what do you buy Mm. well that's for next week cliffhanger I'm going to go to the cinema after I've been to the shed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a little date afternoon of it, I think. Yeah. I'll probably go like Nando's or something. In a few weeks' time, you might be able to go bowling. There's a bowling alley coming to Broad Street oh, Mall. Oh, don't No, shush. And mini golf. In a few yeah. weeks' time. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's being kitted out as we speak. Really? What? Yeah, Why bunker. Why have you mentioned this what, the previous 800 times we've talked about being desperate for a bowling alley? Well, they came out last week. Okay. Story on get ready, get ready on Butcher Live. It's like it's like the pool, is it temporary? It's two two bowling lanes and mini golf. Above in the new um, unit in the um, Broad Street Mall where the cinema is going to be. Two bowling lanes is hardly going to satisfy the the town's (laughs) desire (laughs) for well throwing a ball. If you read my story, you'll be able to find out about Uh, the the other bowling 
the much larger bowling offering that's being proposed, which isn't as far Weeks down away. the line. Okay. Right, that's it. Right. I'm off upstairs to go read Berkshire Live. <laughs> Are we going to have to go and read Hugh's story? He just wants the extra page views. I do, yeah. Right, that is it Always. for this week. Uh, before we go, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email Get reading at reachplc.com. Um, I might have already said before we go, but before we go, um, there is a breaking story happening as we record this. Insert breaking news jingle. Do you know what that is? This morning, it was announced that Reading is going to become the home to a blockbuster film studio. That's obviously around Reading University. Hugh, you know about this, don't you? I do. Let's just say, to, to assert that it is going to is not quite correct because planning, well, planning permission no. still needs to be still needs to be achieved. There will be a public consultation with the local local people before that happens, and we must trust the process and not ever state that things are definitely going to happen because we are left with egg on our face if they don't. I know, a lovely golf course they could build it on. (laughs) (laughs) The East Reading MRT being a prime example of something that was definitely going to happen, but they didn't. Okay, Um, obviously big news, as Hugh has discussed. He's taken the shine off it, but are you essentially Um, saying that we could be famous at some point? Yeah, but but the bigger news, of course, is uh, what we're going to call it. So, uh, Explore Reading, our mate Claire Slobodian, has suggested uh, that it would be called Rollywood. Rolly. Like Hollywood, yeah, but yeah. R for Reading. Um, What's on Reading has gone with Readywood, Dingwood, or Hollyding. Hollyding. Um, somebody I did, like somebody did point out that Readywood sounds a little bit sinister. <laughs> and also also a little bit too too much like um, Wokingham MP John Redwood. Yeah. Which, unless they're filming Star Trek, what there, I'm is very not excited work. about with Holly this ding. is. Again, this is a long way down the line, but I'm very excited about celebrity spottings in the Shinfield area. This will work. This yep. will work very well. Um, there's one final one, which I thought was brilliant. Um, Tonics Barbershop, T-O-N-Y-X, at Tonics Barbershop on Twitter, um, suggested, and I think it's more to do with location, but I'm not sure it quite works, but I love it nonetheless. Um, they're a barbershop quartet, and they've suggested Hollywoodly. Oh, yeah. Which I liked quite a lot. Yeah, I don't nice. think it's quite. Is it? It's not quite in Woodley, is it? Is uh, no, no. But it's, you know, it's not a million miles away. Hollywoodly, not I love in the that. right direction. <laughs> um, I'm not sure we'll be able to answer this one now. But if anybody has any suggestions, hit us up on that Twitter. We'd love to hear them. We'll try and come up with some of our own. But I, 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 think I want the Rock having lunch in the Black Boy. This is <laughs> what I demand. Eating, eating the ribs. Yes, having oh. eating everything. <laughs> Uh, Robert De Niro in Nando's in the Oracle. Oh. Can you imagine it? Yes, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, tune in next week when we'll be speaking to Erica Grieve, who is the organiser of Reading Brick Show. Don't forget, if you know someone who should be speaking, who we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app. And if you have time, please submit a lovely review. We will be back next week with more Reading podcast goodness. Bye. 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 Do it um, again. Bye.
You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so people and him entering the room and the everybody saying, Hello, Mr. Bond, I have been expecting you. Which is not what you want when you're a spy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, is it? God, what do you mean you've been expecting me? <laughs> you're not even not supposed to know who I am. <laughs>